Good morning. This is Christine, and today's briefing is called You Gotta Have It. But what's the it? Well, think of the things you gotta have throughout your normal day coffee, food, clean clothes, something to do, Jesus, love, flowers, conversation. <laughs> Maybe that's my list. Yesterday, I floated the notion that based on what Jesus said about the power he was going to send the apostles, I wanted some of that. Further, I will say, if there is something available to me that empowers me to live effectively, on point, on purpose, and fully, I gotta have it. And so do you. The scene of the promised power, Jerusalem, A.D. 33. When Jesus told his closest friends and followers, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Because I did not grow up in a church that taught a lot about the Holy Spirit, I imagine I am not alone. Heck, I remember going to the Christian Reformed Church in Alameda, California with my friend Diana, too. I never heard teaching on the Holy Spirit there, either. In fact, there is a whole lot of confusion around the whole notion of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about it a little here. After all, the Holy Spirit plays a huge role in the book of Acts, the story which really continues to this day. What was Jesus talking about with reference to the Holy Spirit? Folks have asked me straight up, who or what is the Holy Spirit? Straight up, here's the answer. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is not a vague, ethereal shadow, nor an impersonal force. He is a person, equal in every way with the Father and the Son. Well, before this mention of him, Jesus had a lot to say about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Consider what Jesus had explained about this powerful figure recorded by the beloved apostle John. In chapter 14, Jesus said this, He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you of all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. All the references are recorded in the written briefing if you'd like to pull that up. The Holy Spirit is a who, 
not an it. What does the Holy Spirit do? Takes up residence in us, that is believers, followers of Jesus Christ, at the time of our decision to put our trust in him. Note, there is to be a particular point in time where each of us makes that decision for ourselves. It is not something our parents or anyone else makes for us. What else does he do? Prior to this point recorded in the New Testament, where we find ourselves right now in the start of the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit only empowered specific individuals for specific purposes. Jesus is telling them here in Acts 1.8 that each of them will receive the gift of the Spirit. Amazing. What else does the Holy Spirit do? Breathes new life in us. Initiates power for change in character, like behavior. The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Evidences of the Holy Spirit in us. Brings conviction and also comfort. Unites the Christian community. Creates the bond between brothers. I have to say, that is something that the world has no um, comparison to, is that bond you fill with other believers. Equips believers with gifts. You can check out the lists. Again, the references are in the written briefing. Gives guidance and direction through promptings. Helps us to be effective witnesses. That is, to tell others what we know and have personally experienced in Christ. What else? He intercedes for us. That is to say, he goes to the Father on our account. Do you need some encouragement today? Look up Romans 8, verse 26, and then fill in this blank. Who is praying for you? Go ahead, look it up, read it for yourself. The ways of the Holy Spirit can seem mysterious at times, but I pray that as we study what he does in the lives of these early believers, we will desire to know the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our individual lives like never before. Consider the things I just mentioned. Probably will have to look at your written briefing, perhaps even print it out. Is the Holy Spirit alive and working in you? In what ways? Or do you see a lack? Talk to him about it. Above all, be desirous of him.